BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello. It's been a long time since I've had a little solo. Mostly because they make me feel insecure and out of control and vulnerable. And here we go. You guys sent me so many great questions. I'm going to dive right in. So the first one is, I'm about to have an IVF consultation. Any advice? So I, I need to decide like ASAP, like in the next month, if I should do IVF for like a couple of reasons, like some of them being medical and other reasons for like age, which also like kind of doesn't matter. But you know, if I would like to have three kids and I'm 36 and who knows how long it'll take and then I don't know, part of me is like, especially my age, I would like to make sure I'm having like a healthy baby. I don't, there's so many back and forths, but we had always planned to start trying like end of this summer into the fall. Like I just really can't wait to be pregnant again. Um, I'm like itching to be pregnant again and it's time and Carmela's two and she starts school in August. And so that's where I really feel, and we had always talked about like, I've said this before, that we really wanted quality time with her and that it would be nice to get her to have her own schedule just for like, you know, even like bandwidth issues, <laughs> like to be able to have her have her, you know, she's only going what, it's like 830 to 1130. Um, but, you know. I want her to feel like she has, she's like taken care of and has a little independent schedule. But also all my friends who had kids back to back, they're all perfect. There's no right answer. Everything is fucking great. The decision that we made for our family that was important to Davide was that she had, we had our own time with her. And so, you know, we have obviously cause she's two. And so I don't know, like if I, okay, so here's the advice that, I'm going to give you that I am giving myself because 
you know, if you're going to prepare your body for IVF, they're going to, the doctors are going to tell you to do certain things. And by the way, it's the same thing that essentially you should be, I'm not a doctor, but you know, for me, it's the same thing that I would am doing for either approach. If I'm going to try to get pregnant naturally or have a baby using IVF. So everything, I always say they're the three A's. Everything that I reference is from Amy Raup, Alisa Vitti, and Aviva Rom. Please listen to any and all podcasts I've done with Alisa Vitti and use her app to track your cycle. It's so accurate and it gets to know your body and it's free. And, you know, I try to integrate cycle syncing methods there to optimize my ovulation and my egg quality. It's what do you do? Memorize that? Like it's crazy. So to be able to open the app and be like, oh, where am I today? So that's really important, like especially with workouts. You know, I've said this many times that I, since I was 15 and started working out or doing sports or whatever, but, you know, going to the gym, I started going in high school. There'd be days where I was like, I'm just so tired, but I was like, oh, just do it. You know, that fucking like Nike mentality of like, I just got to do this. It's like my body telling me that I'm tired. It's different than me, you know, having my alarm go off in the morning and being like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. But there's times where you're just like physically tired and your brain is foggy and it's hard to focus. For some people, a workout in that moment gives them more energy. I don't know. I just think if you want to get pregnant, especially when it comes to like fasting and what to eat and workouts, like following her cycle syncing method is fucking incredible. Amy Raup, if her Instagram is just a ball of like personal, it feels like you're having a one-on-one session with an angel and like she's hugging you because she'll literally make these videos just like selfie style videos. They're not over edited. Not that that even matters, but you can tell that she's just trying her best to get out the most helpful information as quickly as possible. And she'll literally be like, Hey, if I was trying to have a baby or if I was preparing my body for IVF, here are the three things that I would do. And she'll say things like, I would make sure that I'm not using any products that weren't clean. Okay. I know people will like say like, I think this, the topic of clean gets so fucking triggering for everybody because if you, you know, if someone decides that they're going to like use clean makeup, but then doesn't you, my whole rule is like, do your best. If you can have 80% of the stuff around you, you know, cleaning products. I don't know what the fucking right answer is because I do podcasts and I listen to podcasts where scientists and doctors will say, We know that these ingredients are hurting us. We know that these ingredients in our food, these ingredients in our makeup, these ingredients in our, in our cleaning products are making us sick. This medicine is making us sick. And then I, and then we all freak out. But then it's like, if you get too freaked out and you're not like living your life, that's not fucking healthy either. So it's just a balance. So she'll say like, Hey, cut out these things because we know that these things, you know, it's like one thing that I cut out. And maybe this is just like, you know, would I stop wearing perfume? I don't know. Someone told me that when they make embryos in the lab, that no one's allowed to wear perfumes because what fragrance can, can like ruin an embryo. So I don't know. Olight went off in my head that was like, if I'm breathing that in every day, that's not a good idea. Okay. That just clicked in my head. I haven't worn perfume. No big deal. You know who wears fucking a shit ton of fragrance? My husband. He sprays 15 fucking sprays of fragrance on his body but right when he gets out of the shower. When he's clean, I can smell that shit in his skin. 
Do I bring up that it's toxic? No. Am I breathing that in all day? Yes. But like, whatever, you know, I make my decisions. Everybody makes theirs. It doesn't matter. So she'll literally say, please avoid X, Y, and Z. She'll talk about, like I said, having protein in every meal, making sure you're having bone broth. I think she always talks about like liver pills. She's just got this fucking hack. You know what else she says? You will get pregnant. She says that. She says, you will have a baby. Whatever we can do to get you there, we're going to do it to get you there. And if you can't get there on your own, we're going to figure it out in that next step. And it's very reassuring. And she'll, you know, it's just a good follow because you'll wake up in the morning and she'll be like, hey, everyone, today is your day. Like you can accomplish anything you want to accomplish. Don't worry because you're going to get everything you want. It's just the journey getting there. And I'm going to help you walk through that journey. You're just like, yes, I will. Like it's unfucking believable. So, oh, the one thing that I will say that maybe a doctor in an IVF clinic won't tell you because they're probably everyone's trying to just get shit checked off their list. And maybe I don't, I don't know, timelines, whatever. Every fucking situation in person is very nuanced. So, but what I'm going to tell you is the one thing that I've heard over and over again from Amy Raup, Elisa Vitti and Aviva Rom is that to make changes to your egg, to your cycle, it takes three months. And I'm not a doctor or scientist, so I don't know how to prove this, but I will tell you this. I quit coffee in January. My period three months later was a period that was unrecognizable to my existence as a human who's been bleeding since she was 10 because my periods have been overwhelmingly painful and over like violent. And that period after controlling my stress levels, which was being ramped up by coffee, on an empty stomach every morning. I'm telling you, it was life-changing. But guess what? I said on a podcast many years ago that I was cutting out coffee to try to get pregnant and I got a three-paragraph nasty message from somebody who told me that they were in their IVF process or they had had a child using IVF and they didn't quit coffee and who the fuck was I to say that I quit coffee? So I don't want to give any advice here, but the three-month thing... I was able to integrate that into my life and was very open to tips from everyone. And I just like, you know, it's like, who knows? Some people will say that this, there's a, you know, a good luck charm that they toss around to their friends and family and that helped them get pregnant. Whatever makes you believe, whatever shifts the narrative in your head that you can do this and calms you makes you sleep well at night, which is the fucking hardest thing in the fucking world. Same thing as like manifesting love or manifesting whatever. It's like the moment that you let it go and surrender is when it happens. That's my advice as a human being who has surrendered to relationships and to work and to trying to get pregnant on my own. So those three doctors, I recommend you follow and I recommend that you just try to have like the most positive attitude and like be in gratitude that you have access to IVF and what a wonderful gift, you know? And I also just want to send you lots of beautiful love on this journey. And if you're on it on your own, all the strength. And if you're in it with a partner, love to your partner and to your future family, whatever that looks like. 
congratulations because it is a really beautiful, exciting thing. Okay. Women dating men 10 years younger. What's your opinion? Oh my God. Like whatever makes you happy, right? Why not? What should my opinion be? I don't know. I need more context. Is it somebody who's 10 years younger, but like you want to have a baby or, or we're just hanging? Like, I don't know. I'm going to tell you my, my advice for everything. I was talking about this with somebody the other day when Dominic and I were dating and we were off and on and off and on. I've probably told this story before that there was a time where I went to New York and I was hanging out with him. I called my mom. He was like in the shower or had like ran to a bodega or something. I was alone. And I had had this incredible weekend with him. And my mom called me. She said, aren't you worried about spending time with him in case it doesn't work out? Aren't you going to be sad? And I said to her, why would I give up this experience for this potential thing that might happen or might not happen? Because... This concept can be applied to everything. I had a girlfriend call me the other day and she said, I've been texting with this guy. And then we started kind of hanging out a little bit and we're just friends, but he only sleeps with models. And we've had this really amazing platonic relationship. And I think they're both like working the program together. But she's like, but now I realize I'm kind of attracted to him. And he, but he only sleeps with this kind of girl. And so now I'm kind of mad and it makes me feel, you know, I hung out with him and I was being kind of bitchy because I'm just kind of like, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You want to hook up with this guy. You're, you like to transition the relationship, friendship into something sexual. You're not even interested in having a full blown relationship. So you're like, it's not like you're asking him to enter into anything that isn't anything other than like light and fun. You're assuming because he's only slept with model, by the way, now you're, now you're offending your, you're talking shit about yourself. Like you aren't like pretty enough for him. And so instead of continuing to be the cool, fun girl that he wants to hang out with, you're having like an attitude with him projecting this whole thing that hasn't even, that doesn't exist. But you want to sleep with him, but he probably doesn't want to sleep with you. So now you're mad about it. Okay. I'll tell you this. I don't know a lot, but I know that men and women and anything in between would like to have sex with somebody who's not being a cold biatch, right? Light, fun, nice, easy. Guess what? I told her this advice. She's like, I need your advice. I said, you're being really, she's a good friend of mine. So I said, you're being really annoying. (laughs) I was like, this, you have created a narrative and mood swings and you're ruining your entire day and you're ruined hanging out with him for a scenario you completely created in your head. I was like, get the fuck over it. Be your most fun self and enjoy every second because you never know what's going to happen. And by the way, say he doesn't want to sleep with you. So what? All the, the more you can fill your life with good experiences and amazing fun and great dinners and great conversations and great sex and, and great new locations and new experiences, you're building your life's movie. 
you're putting more chapters in your life and more references of what life should look like for you and the expectations of joy and sexual pleasure and pleasure in food and meals and conversation. Like you deserve that. Right. And then you just, you have these experiences and then you're like, cool. If this experience doesn't end up how I'm supposed to, I've at least now know what my life should be like. And so I said that to my mom, I would rather, what I'm going to have a heartbreak. I'm going to, what I'm going to not hang out with him and be heartbroken because I don't know what it could have been or that it wasn't going to end up or I can continue having beautiful times with him and break up and now know forever that I refuse to have anything less than the feelings that I had with this man. I was like, that's nothing but good for everybody. Right? So I'll take the, I'm clearly if what you're saying is true, I'm going to have be brokenhearted anyway, but I'd rather be brokenhearted with, these fucking awesome experiences and a bunch of great sex with this awesome guy who makes me laugh and have fun and cooks me food. Right. So, and look, it ended up working out and guess what ended up happening to my friend? She fucking slept with the guy and she was like, I got the ick. She ended up having the fucking ick. What? She got what she wanted. And then she ended up being like, "Mm, not for me. So you never fucking know what's going to happen. So getting back to the question, women dating men 10 years younger, if it's somebody who is having an amazing experience, why would she deny herself that? For what? You know, no one should deny themselves anything because life should just be fabulous. Have you ever been through a big friend breakup? I have. I don't know anybody who hasn't. I don't know what's in the air because there's a lot. I've seen so many lately. It's crazy. I've actually also seen like, yeah. I mean, the amount of like family breakup, friendship breakups I've seen lately, you know, they're sad. It feels like a death. But I think, you know, if someone did something wrong, I mean, yeah, I've been through friendship breakups where you know, that friend and I have come back together and realize, listen, everybody's truth is unfortunately their own truth because nobody lives the same life. Right. So like everyone is viewing reality from their own experience on this planet and that can't be replicated. So there are often times where you're going to have a moment with somebody where it's so confusing how you don't understand how they don't understand you. And you have to understand that they never will because people's views of life are completely fucking different. And thank God, because then we would all be the same. And I think it's really hard when you have a best friend and that person has been your go-to for so long for advice, for, you know, these kinds of situations, that would be the person that you would call. But we're also all growing up. And I'll tell you this. I had a big talk about friendship breakups over the weekend. I have another friend going through one and I just went through one. And it comes down to values being misaligned. And it's not that anybody's values are better than somebody else's at all. Because I'm sure you know how this goes. I could tell you my version of something and you're like, oh my God, that's fucking horrible. You could sit down with the person I'm talking about and you could be like, oh my God, that's fucking horrible. And both experiences are totally valid. 
because that's their experience, right? So I think you just have to chop it up to we have grown up and apart. People marry other people. Maybe their husbands aren't somebody that you get along with. Maybe the way they treat their husband isn't something you agree with. Maybe the way they're raising their kids is like, oh my God, wait till you have friends with. When you see somebody that you think you're so aligned with and then they start telling you about like advice for your kid and it's so different and you're like, wait, what? Like I thought we were, I mean, I feel like we all also experienced that with COVID, like how everybody would react to like, whether or not we should get vaccines or like some people were cool about hanging out with other people. Some people were really like, I can't believe you hung out with that person and I can't see you for two weeks. But then, you know, it's like everyone's just fucking different and it's hard. It's heartbreaking and you have to treat it almost like a death. But, you know, sometimes friendships get back together and sometimes maybe you were friends with somebody for too long. It's the same thing as a relationship. Maybe it's just something that like went on for too long And, you know, it's like something that like you could think, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. And like, is there something wrong with I don't I mean, I hear of people. I mean, it's constant that this shit happens because we're all just trying to do our our best to live our lives. And sometimes shit doesn't work out. I'm not going to fucking get into the details of mine because I'm not going to blow up anybody's fucking spot because I'm not an asshole. But I think like sometimes. I don't know. Things are also so weird with like Instagram, which I'm sure all of you understand. Like you're looking at someone's life and you like know them in real life, but then like see their Instagram presence. And like, I just think we all need to be more like willing to speak up at various moments in our friendship and not let resentment build. Because, you know, I even had like a minor tiff with a really close friend of mine a couple weeks ago and called her and I was like, whoa, like, like your perspective is totally valid, but you absolutely don't know where I'm coming from. Can I like explain this to you? And we were able in like five minutes to turn around a conversation we had had the night before that just like went really bad, really fast. And it was like, again, a total just miscommunication because we all fucking talk on text message now or DM. And it's like, Things are out of context and you, there's no real emotion there and you can't fucking tell, like, it's just tricky. And so I called her the next day and I tell my niece to do this too. Like both all, all three of my nieces will call me with friendship stuff. And I'm like, yo, the quicker you can pick up the phone and call someone and say that bothered me, or I know I hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to da, 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 and get over it if you can the better because sometimes people just don't say things and you, the things just build up and then it's like this big explosion. And like, all of a sudden you're kind of like, Whoa, how did we even, you know, like sometimes you'll look back on that friendship and be like, Hey, like maybe we also just grew into a different direction because our lives are just different, you know? And so maybe this is something that's like actually like healthy. I don't know. Life's complicated. I think I think the I think the more communicative you could be about your feelings like upfront is a good recipe for success in having a long lasting relationship. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about parallel many times before. I'm just thankful for it. And I just want to spread the word as much as I can because it's a vitamin routine that I just can't live without. It's the first and only OBGYN founded vitamin 
that offers targeted routines for each unique stage of a woman's hormonal life. So that goes from pre-kids through pregnancy and into postpartum. And they aren't just a prenatal vitamin brand either. Each product is meticulously formulated by, okay, listen to this, founding team of world-class doctors, including OBGYNs, maternal fetal medicine doctors, endocrinologists, all in partnership with functional medicine doctors, nutritionists, and even doulas. So it's really one of the first products that I have ever encountered that both Western and Eastern medicine practitioners agree on. I brought the mom multi-pack with me to the hospital. I took it the day I gave birth. I took that for many, I mean, I took it for like a year. Um, and now I've transitioned into the conception pack, which has everything to help me hopefully make a baby with my husband. And I also have him on the men's multi because fertility is truly 50, 50 and everything he gets in that men's multi is just absolutely fantastic for him. And I absolutely can't not go a day without the PCOS formula. I'm telling you it is life-changing. It has every single thing that you need to maintain and help with PCOS and that's why I'm obsessed with Parallel because they're giving you concentrated packets that before they existed, I was buying all of these ingredients separately and like probably not dosing them appropriately by any means. If we were to buy all of these things separately, you would be like me, you'd be spending upwards of $100 a month, but the packs are under $50 a month when you subscribe. So that's less than $2 a day. I'm telling you, this is the best investment you'll make, especially pregnancy, postpartum and in your conception journey. Exclusively for my Everything is the Best listeners, Parallel is offering 15% off plus your first three months of Parallel with code BEST15. Head to Parallel.co. That is P-E-R-E-L-E-L.co. You can cancel at any time with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. We drink it every day around here. Um, I gave AG1 a try many years ago because all my girlfriends, like Devin Bregman, Ariana Hewitt, those like glowy girls that you see walking around this world just spreading sunshine with their skin, I was like, what are you guys doing? And both of them were like, oh, I drink AG1 every morning. So guess what? I got it. And that is because AG1 has literally everything in it. It has 75 vitamins and minerals and adaptogens, pre and probiotics, a greens blend. Like what isn't in this thing? I just take a scoop and put it in water. And I especially think it's really important for people like my mom and Davide who, you know, aren't as like health oriented as maybe I am. Like my mom's 74. So I want to make sure that she's getting all the nutrients she needs. Davide goes long days with either not working or maybe he grabs something unhealthy. So I know that if he has a scoop of AG1 in the morning, he has everything he needs. And that's why it's so great. Because if you're looking for a simpler, effective investment in your health, AG1 can really do that for you. Get five free AG1 travel packs and a free year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash best. That's drinkag1.com slash best. I mean, it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. One scoop of powder. Can't recommend it enough. Okay. How did you survive the early years of fashion? I grew up with a completely different, like, like how, like what, by the way, I also, it's not like I even, like my friends who worked at Vogue or like big fashion houses had it even way more extreme, but that's, you know, I had like the last tail end of 
wild. By the way, fashion is still insane and like makes no sense. And like you get into like the deep psychotic layers of that, like wholesale versus direct to consumer, team building, branding, like the whole, it's all a disaster (laughs) and it's really hard. And now with Instagram and the internet, there is no like clear, direct path by any means. And I see so many really successful brands and they've taken completely different routes. Like I know some people who raise a lot of money and hire big teams and do big things to do big exits. And I have some people who haven't raised any fucking money, kept their team extremely small, are making big fucking money themselves. Like it's, there's a million different ways. And I think it should really just be based on your personality and like what works for you. My experience was different. I worked, you know, especially when I worked people's revolution, like at that time, fashion was all about press, celebrity placements and like wholesale. And, you know, it's not like tons of people were selling tons of shit off their fucking websites. We didn't, there was no, like, I think, yeah, I didn't get Instagram till I worked at Reformation. So when I worked in PR, there wasn't even fucking Instagram. So, you know, we had a showroom and the writers would come to the showroom and like the editors were gods. And I miss those days because I miss those days for, and I don't think it's better than now. And I'm happy where everything is now. I think it's healthier. It makes more sense. But there was something about having somebody who is an expert in their field and having someone who has, you know, been to journalism school or studied something and is able to view things from a certain perspective or, you know, there was this kind of, but again, it was also like really fucked up because a lot of those people in that position were only there because they were well-connected and rich because fashion jobs didn't pay anything. So it was this crazy world where it was like really wealthy women and then, and then like lots of, it's just like a, now it's like, thank God, like it's like, you know, equal access more in terms of people having their own blogs, people being able to create their own content, people to have their own perspective, people to share their perspective and not needing, you know, to go to an elite school to do so. But it was very like, I just felt like a minion and that like the editors were gods and I had to memorize their names and send out the collections and everything was crazy. And because there was no Instagram, things were like crazier. You didn't have to like be scared of going out and that someone would post something or it would be somewhere. This was like, you know, there was like nightlife photographers. And so you'd wake up the next day and like hope you were on the Cobra snake or last night's party or you were in purple diary or, you know, whatever. It was a completely different, completely different experience. And I'm happy that I got to see it. I'm happy that I watched it transition into where it is now. I can't imagine what fashion is going to look like 10 years from now. Even like when I started LPA, there was not that many brands and now it's not easy, but now you see so many different people with really unique and beautiful perspectives 
launching brands and it still is really hard. And thank God there is, you know, programs like the 15% pledge who helps give like grants to people to like sort of like even out this fucking playing field. I think Aurora has shifted like what, $3 billion in fucking financial <laughs> allocation in this country in the last like three years. I mean, something she's coming on the pod actually next week, but it was really intense. I thrive in chaos. So for me, like, you know, for me sitting down at my computer at home and having to finish a deck or do blah, 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 it's really, really hard for me. If I am crossing off little projects and tasks that I need to complete, I can bang those out so quickly. I make decisions really quickly. I love coming up with solutions. I love merchandise. You know, it's so, I mean, that's why I also really love working in restaurants like that kind of environment is really where I, I get really clear headed. So it was perfect for me. I know that it was extremely <laughs> volatile and traumatizing for many people. What is Davide's scar on his wrist from? That's funny. You noticed it. You know what it is? Just so this is so savage. It's an old tattoo that he didn't like anymore and he went to Sicily one time and the doctor said he could cut out the tattoo and fucking sew it up. And he said yes. And I think the doctor explained to him that it was going to be a much more chill procedure than it was. And they chunk, they took like a giant chunk of his fucking wrist off and like sewed it back up. And he said it was fucking awful. He did it to two different tattoos and the scars are fucking atrocious. Really atrocious. Does hot yoga or saunas affect your melasma? Yeah, it does. I'm sure it must. The sun triggers my melasma. I used a cream. I don't know if I still have it here. You hear Chi Chi snoring? Oh, here. I used a prescription cream for two months and I post on Instagram like, oh, I'm using this cream. And somebody from the UK wrote back to me and was like, it's banned in the UK because it's so horrible. And then I asked my facialist, Cynthia, about it the other day. And she was like, yeah, like it's super toxic. When you stop using it, the melasma comes back. But it's good for like a short term thing. It's called hydroquinone. Kojic acid, niamenicide. Yeah, it's like a, it's a mix of a few things. This shit fucking worked. I used it for a month and it worked amazingly. And then I stayed off of it. And then my melasma came back. We were in Italy because of the sun. And my melasma doesn't bother me. It bothers me when it shows up on my upper lip and looks like I have a permanent mustache. That's when I get really insecure and out of control about it. But I don't know, like before I got pregnant, like when I first started LPA and I was like single, like I was constantly like, and obviously I do tons of stuff to like, I'm a shallow bitch. Like I do tons of things for my upkeep. I love my creams. I love my this, like, you know, I like to have my skin soft. I get laser. I did the thing on my stomach. I work out every fucking day. I eat, you know, I do all those things, but uh, I'm not big on like the lasers and the, like, I, I don't, I don't, I've just, for some reason, and maybe it's because I'm like, I'm never going to get rid of it. That this idea that I have to have this like crystal clear, even skin tone. I don't know. I just don't, it's not like a goal of mine anymore. 
I love getting my facials. I love what Cynthia does. I feel like I love getting tightening things. I like having my pores be a little bit smaller because I feel like they're getting big on either side of my nose. Like, does is anyone going to notice that but me? No, I don't, I don't think so. I'm more concerned about like the dark circles under my eyes or like wrinkles. And I just use like Dysport for that. And then the dark circles under my eyes to me mean that I'm tired and dehydrated. And I love using like a retinol. Like I love using light kind of like, you know, non-prescription things and whatever Cynthia tells me to do. I'm doing this like cool thing with her right now. I don't know what it's called, but I'm going to post about it where it's like this certain cream. I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't, it's not like now I kind of think they're charming. Like when they came back, we were on our trip. I was like, Oh, look at all my little freckles. But I say that now, but like, honestly, at any given time, the melasma that forms just above my fucking upper lip will show up and it looks from a mile away. It looks like I have a full blown, like a pasted on adult man, thick mustache. It's so annoying. And that shit cannot be covered up with fucking anything. I would have to get like stage makeup and I definitely don't want to wear stage makeup. Okay. I'll do like a little last one. Tips for losing belly weight. I don't know. I still have a belly, but that's okay. I mean, I've always have one. I don't, I can't give you any advice there because it's, I don't, I, ha- I have one, which is fine with me, which is what my body looks like. Okay. I'm going to do one last quick one. Workout routine for early pregnancy. You're not working out in your first trimester. You're too tired. You're making 8,000 cells a second. You're sleeping. And then if you get a second wind, like I did in your second trimester, some women get a huge boost of, of energy then do whatever you feel like you could do weights you could I don't know I'm not a trainer but walking is awesome and weights that are obviously not like too heavy but I did a lot of like weights and stuff okay I think that's it I think I'll end here what's the name of your nail polish color that'll be my last one I like Ugh, another thing I need to stop using gel I got to get back to my non-toxic gel which I'm gonna switch out to next week but uh, Big Apple Red by OPI is my favorite go-to red nail polish. Okay, my darlings, I adore all of you. If you are still here and still listening to this, thank you. And if you can, please leave a positive review on this podcast. If it's something that you enjoy, it would mean the world to me. Love you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.